you guys are probably like, why the fuck is she starting the episode like this? So, this is why. So, your girl got carried away the first 15, I know, the first 15 minutes of the podcast or episode, and I just wasn't recording with my microphone. Now, my guest, and you guys will find out who it is in just a little bit, um, her microphone was on. Mine wasn't. So, you can hear her clearly, um, but you can't hear me very clearly. I'm very faint and echoey. You can still kind of figure out what I'm saying, but just know for the first 15 minutes, I was an idiot and I got carried away. So I apologize for that. Also, near the end of the 15 minutes, I start talking about the World Cup and I actually meant, and I actually, I can't even fucking talk. I accidentally say World Series. So yeah, I'm an idiot. I'm so sorry. Um, But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a really, really good episode, and it starts now. What's up, you guys? It's episode 11 of Talk to Me, Sissy. I'm your host, Anthony Aroma, and for today's episode, we have another Jennifer with us, specifically Jennifer Flores. She's the creator of The Venice, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, got it right. (laughs) Thank you. No, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the first. Yeah. <laughs> I think you only went like once or yeah, twice. Yeah, but I've seen you around and I think at like some of like the like the church parties. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. Were there too, yeah. So, yeah, we were yeah, partiers. We, we've known each other for a really long time and it's just like we never actually like met up and actually like talked. But it's like it's like nowadays on social media those those relationships are like worth having. Yeah. You know? Exactly, especially when you've known somebody like at a younger age, and then yeah. you can meet up when you guys are older and like, you know, have more thoughts. We, really, we were when I feel like in that area when we were going to church, like, who were we? Yeah. You know, what did we really yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> like, So, um, with the Venus by Jenny, it, it started off as just an idea, um, and it's something that I've always liked to do since, like, I was a kid, was to draw. I remember in elementary school, the first time that somebody offended me on my drawing, and I was so upset. Oh, I was, no, I was like, he had said that my (laughs) picture was, the head was too big. I'm like, whatever, dog, at least I'm drawing. Yeah. You know, what, what's up? Where's yours? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. And also with art, like, you can be very, very creative. 
absolutely. You could do your own thing and yeah. or even like um like how songs are like yeah. how you could feature or switch it up or yeah. like and so like I've always I've been into clay, I've been into um my mom when I was also younger put me in an after school program called Maddie Rose. And that was really what set it off for me because they were more hands-on. It was solely art. There was nothing, yeah, it wasn't like a like a sport. It was all we did in that program was art. So I would paint, I would use chalk, I would make sugar skulls. <laughs> like it was, yeah, and I was maybe like nine, ten, like doing that for a very long time, for maybe four or five years. And then when I went to high school, all my extra, what is it, curriculum? Yeah. There's something like that. <laughs> yeah. That was mainly like, for me, it was just my, like, art. Like, I would do digital art, um, Photoshop. So I would get into all these. And now that I've made, like, a brand, a name, and, and I'm just starting off, y'all. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what, what type of art I want to make. Yeah. So I'm just, like, kind of falling like in love again with all these different type of you know like clay and I want to get into that again and um spray painting was a big thing that I was just yeah it's colors yeah yeah even if it's like bright bright Absolutely, I know. Yes, you do. Or sometimes even take away the muscle and be smooth as hell. You know, be gentle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That was it. I to this day like. That's what a lot of, like, where I ground myself is remembering the processes as a kid even, you know, because a lot of, art, like, art is just process, you know. Yeah. It's being able to, like you said, where we come back to patience and being able to let the the paint dry for a second before right. reapplying because right. if you don't, you'll mess up your painting, right. you know. Or even with clay, when you, like, let it dry, it has to still be in a heater to right. be able to yeah. be completely finished and then you still have to glaze it and so you know that process is patience and like whenever I feel uninspired that's where I I go to is back to when I was a girl and and Maddie Rose just like I didn't have any responsibilities I was just creating art to create art you know so absolutely oh my gosh yes absolutely yeah Oh yeah, um, I can definitely say that at first. <laughs> this is so funny because I thought of myself as like a, like Leonardo da Vinci, like who goes crazy. You know, I'm I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm the crazy paint lady. <laughs> but I'm like, no, like there's like such 
peace that comes with and being able to be in in because it's hard to really be around other painters or be like I, group painting is super cool i think that's a cool concept if you're like going on dates and yes. you know things like that but when you're in your complete like solitude and you're just like you're you're in your own ideas and you're like creating outside of your mind into something that's gonna be like a different story to somebody else like you could take my painting as something right. different than the other right. person which i think is just phenomenal because it's coming from one mind right. you right. know so and i Yeah. You can just explore and just like, you know, think about it in your own way. Literally. And I, think, I think it's so much fun because I went to the art museum not too long ago, the Nelson Atkins Museum is like one of my favorite. Man, and beauty. Yes, and I love going to it all the time. And I hadn't been in a really long time, so going and seeing the art again, it was very, very fun because it's like, oh, I forgot this was here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It just really made me zone out and think of things differently. Now, it was a picture of, like, um, fruit and, like, little black uh, ants and butterflies surrounding it. But And so you know what it is, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, like, one of those abstract paintings. Right. But it, I got so close to the painting and, like, just noticing all the little details that focusing on the little details really made me, like, space out. And yes. It, like, it really does help with your mental health. It does. Because even if, if, for example, you are noticing the small, like, details, some, like, as an artist, I know that one thing that I, I do do is I notice my imperfections in my paintings a lot, but there's some comfort that comes with knowing that the next person that does view my paintings could think of those imperfections as perfection, right, you know? Right, yeah. So it, it's... beauty to, to that. Yeah, yeah. like... And so just listening to you say that it just gives me so much like yeah, warmth, yeah. you know, as an artist, like oh yeah. Aw. No yeah. <laughs> yeah, look you honestly, I think we're what is the word for it? We're like our worst enemy because we're always like in our head and we're always like critical. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're always ourselves because we want to give people like as an entrepreneur or like someone who paints and you know, eventually if you want to sell your paintings and stuff like that. Um, I think we're always critiquing ourselves because we want to give people a success and mm -hmm. we want to we try to be perfect. But in reality, like, there's no need to be perfect because someone might look at your art, someone might look at, you know, whatever you're selling as an entrepreneur, as a, I don't know, like a clothing, you know, brand or whatever, and they might look at it as perfection. No, literally, yeah. So it's like, I feel like we give ourselves such a hard time. When For no reason. For no reason. <laughs> We don't need to, yeah. Like, in, I do it as much as 
I want to give that energy to myself. I try to give it to others too, because I even my friends. I'm like, yo, and that's where that's when I have to also come to a reality of like, you know, they tripping right now. But then I'm I have to think within myself when I'm like in moments of feeling like my art is the same as the next person. Because there's there's this as artists, and this is goes to even people that are designers, people that anybody that has to be creative, like right. art, any art industry. Yeah. There's a moment in time when we become stagnant. There's a moment where we're just like, we can't. Like, we don't know what else to, our mind is just, I feel like there's a cloud. Like, so having to feel like re, like back inspired, I don't know. I just, there's comfort in knowing. That there's people that actually yeah. care about art and yeah. like I don't because I, I don't think that people do until right. like yeah. <laughs> I listen. I wish Kansas City was like New York with their art. You know how New York is like so out there. Yes, like they. Oh That's my, my city. Yeah. Born in New York. No New way. York. New York. That's. Hey, shout out to my shout out to my people in New York City. No, you know who I'm talking to? Crazy. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, from New York. Um, Yeah, I didn't get to live there much of my childhood. I go visit every summer, go visit my cousins. Um, My dad and my auntie stay out there. Yeah, so I'm like. You just have art, like. It's embedded. Yeah. It is. Yeah, New York. That's my spot. Like, that's when where I'm at my true element. Like, yeah. people don't, and I love Kansas City. Don't get me wrong, y'all. But when I compare, it's like, yo, Kansas City is chico. It's small. Ain't it too many people out here for real. <laughs> like, no, like, no, for real. <laughs> but like, I. There's also a huge piece that comes with Kansas City because it's not as crowded, but no. you still get the city vibe, you but know? You know what? It's starting to get crowded. It is, actually. And I don't know if you, we have each other on Twitter, but I don't know if you saw my retweet. Um, I don't know who tweeted it, but it was probably an Instagram, but it was a post of how we're hosting the World Series uh-huh. in uh, New Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Like, out of all the fucking states in the world, like, that's the middle. Yeah. Or all the states in the U.S., that's in the middle. So it's like, we're growing. Yeah. And I've always, I've, I've always told people that. I'm like, we're a fucking growing city, so if that shit's going on, you better fucking grind it out. Yeah. Because you will get a ton of recognition when the roads are bigger. Yeah. And people, like, come to our city. The Chiefs set it off, for real. The, Honestly, the Super Bowl was what did it. I think that, and I think uh, when the Royals won the Yes. Like our city was on the map yeah. for sure. People yeah. knew Kansas City. After like, that, oh yeah. I mean, I feel like Patrick Mahomes made a name for Kansas City. Facts. Yeah. So, and his contract is like what ten years ago. Yeah, like he so stuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you stuck with Kansas City, baby. So you better keep showing out. <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't let us down. <laughs> Y'all, so I was having some technical difficulties. I realized that my shit wasn't recording. So I apologize for we that. We back and we better. Yeah, we back and we better. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I'm going to change the topic because this is something that I also really wanted to know about you. And it's... Um, your your love for dancing. Yeah. How did you get into that? Um, so Mr. Ammons and Primitivo Garcia, um, he also did a lot of um involvement with like the black community in our school mm-hmm. or Latinos as well. Cause that was really what I grew up yeah. around. Um and he would host like Black history programs, um, Cinco de Mayo programs, and um, we would always after school as well as um, many rows. We would, I would, we would spend maybe like an hour and a half and um, practice dancing oh, and really? to perform these yeah. uh, events during the school year. Uh-huh. And we would have maybe like six or seven, and um, that was how I grew up like love and dance and then um as I got older it's such a way to like meet people because you would not realize how many people actually really like to dance like choreography or um like heels um hip-hop I want to get with the breakdancing community for real I'm like (laughs) I see that you be breakdancing on Instagram and like this girl got rhythm I be trying I could not do that I can't dance for shit unless it's like banda like you know yeah 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 I could do that right right? bachata yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) I love to dance I just love moving my feet and it does come you're so good at it oh thank you yeah Yeah, you're so good at it um it does also come from like my blood you know aside Athena's like yes, we love, we love to, to dance. dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's like a very like intimate thing. Yeah. It's very intimate to be able to like follow your partner's steps and it's very like smooth and stuff when you have a partner. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just love dancing. I love yeah. dancing. And or even knowing that like I've been catching myself in these dance classes where we're doing hip hop and we're just like popping off. We're all on the same step, like the energy in the room. Because it's like everyone is doing what they love to do. No one really has to be here right now, but we're all learning how to step on the same like tune of the beat and like doing. I don't know. It's just such a it's a stress reliever for sure, too. Just like just like artists, it's a huge like just release release of energy and yeah, emotion yeah. and like yeah people do this people do it professionally which i can applaud because it is a it, it's a tough industry is it really yeah i mean there was a huge deal with um dancers not getting paid the way that they should be oh. you know because well they are putting in the time and right. rehearsals and yeah. you know it's exhausting it, i bet it, it very much and so it, I'd applaud people that my girl Edith Cruz, she's a huge inspo in in my dance life. She's a choreographer. She recently went to the Super Bowl. Super yes, dope. You know my, you probably know my friend because I think you guys were in a class together with her. Um, her name is Taj. Taj, I might have seen her. Well, she just moved to LA. 
and uh-huh. she's doing big things out Yay. there. Shout out to my friend Taj. Um, she's also a dancer, and she's familiar with her, and uh, that's why I thought you knew her, because I think sh- you guys probably might have taken the same classes with yeah. her and stuff There's like so that. Yeah, there's so many women that go to that class, yeah. which I think is awesome, and men. Shout out to, you know, so, Is there really a lot of guys? Because I <laughs> yes. feel like every time I see it, I, f- I feel like I only see females, more females. Yeah, there'd be, there'd be maybe, like, I'll see... F- maybe three to four guys recently i've been seeing quite a bit go really? show up to dance and i'm that's talking so heels cool. like they be up in there working too that's so <laughs> yeah. cool i love it yeah. i love that energy um like i said shout out to my lgbtq <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to network though and actually yes. get to know people yeah absolutely and people who who actually love the same things you do so it's yes. not like because i feel like nowadays especially when you get older, I feel like it's harder to find friends. Mm-hmm. And if you're just like on social media and being like, Hey, let's be friends. And then you, you get to know those people. There and it has to be interest. Right. Right. But sometimes you meet those people and it's like, Oh, we don't have a lot of the same similarities. So it's not like you're a bad person, but it's just not going to work out. Cause I like one thing and you don't like it, or you like one thing and I, it's not that I don't like it. It's just, I'm not you know, that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's nice when you find some, a click of people that you have the same passion for, like yes. the same thing you have a passion for, like dancing, mm-hmm. you network with a lot of those people. And I'm sure you've had like grown and have a lot of friendships from it. Yes. Also paintings, like you probably know a lot of painters or graphic designers and stuff who have the same love as of, or same love for art as you do. Yes. And so it's so nice. Like you don't have to like, forcefully fit yourself in yes you know one thing that i can definitely say that's different between the art and dance community that i have noticed is art the art community is for sure more digital and the dance community is definitely more in person like yeah i get more of that in person type of interaction with people that are in the dance community because we have to show up and you know dance yeah yeah and with art it's definitely a lot more digital because i'm meeting people that are from like even people from outside of the country, really? you know, that will, yes, that like, you know how reels and algorithms yeah, yeah, on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. So people will message me and wow. tell me how they like my art. And they're like from Australia <gasps> or like somewhere insane. And it, that to me is like, wow, it's just yeah. warmth. again, it's warmth, you know, yeah. to know that somebody that isn't nowhere near admired right. something on my page and I do the I'm always too like when I'm looking at hashtags I'm always scrolling like yeah. looking for inspiration yeah so art I feel like to me is very digital these days and with nfts going off too yes, and yes. like it's super online but I like that dance is definitely like in person and dance is getting more like digital too people are doing zoom sessions because of covid oh, really? and oh yeah it's super dope like people get on um what is that website like where you can, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Ooh? <laughs> I think sometimes, yeah, people will get on there and like, you know, meet other dancers and all kinds of things. Like, it's dope. It's it's really cool. Oh my god, how that's awesome. Technology, ha- yeah. Well, social media has like a big impact on a lot of people's lives. I mean, some people literally like make money off social media, which is something I want to do. So, if anybody wants to sponsor me, let me know. Amy <laughs> <laughs> hey, <me> too. <laughs> You're trying to get a bag. Jenny on Jenny, what's up? We come in a package. <laughs> no facts. <laughs> we out here just trying to get the bag, you know what right? I'm saying? But <laughs> um, I'm weak. But no, yeah, I just Instagram in general, like it has made people's lives like 
it has turned people's lives around and it's crazy like like you said a lot of stuff is going digital and i feel like it started going digital when COVID hit mm-hmm. because people oh, were trapped sure. inside and it's like a lot of people aren't used to just being mm-hmm. stuck home inside, especially if you're not a homebody. It, Me, oh, it was easy. It yeah. wasn't tough, but for some people it was tough. A lot of people hit like rock bottom because of that. And then it helped them be a lot more creative on social media mm-hmm. and just like, you know, reels started going out. TikTok started going out. I mean, I've seen people who started with only a little bit of followers on Instagram or TikTok and then blew up out of yeah. nowhere and it changed your life. You know, I think that COVID definitely highlighted people's um, views on what they genuinely like wanted to do or what mm-hmm. they didn't want. Like people were finding themselves yeah. for real. I don't know. At the By the end of COVID, my room was an entire gallery. <laughs> <laughs> I was painting it up, you know, like. No, but that's good. So I, I think a lot of people were trying to, and a lot of people, like you said, that weren't homebodies. For me, it was easy as well. Yeah. I was just, again, painting my whole. Like, yeah, I was chilling. Like, yeah. I was like vacation for me. Yeah. <laughs> but not, not when you're getting sick, but you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but there was some people like that did struggle. I saw it firsthand with family, friends that mentally, you know, because yeah. you are in four walls and some yeah. people need to feel the ground and yeah, feel and earth outside. or go. Yeah. yeah feel the fresh air. Yeah, and when, yeah. when things are changing so drastically in front of you and you don't even know what to do you don't want to go out because you don't know what this disease is going to do like right, people did right. lose their sense almost. yeah no yeah i so, definitely agree on that it, it was definitely hard and i think it's still hard for a lot of people because covid isn't 100 percent gone like, yeah it's no still, it's still very much alive yeah. yeah and it's what been two years now Dude, like it's insane yeah. how time one flies and two how we like take it for granted mm-hmm. it's insane and people don't understand how much it's and maybe they do don't get me wrong but i'm like it has affected so much like even with cars that i sell you know because i i'm a saleswoman at hendrick toyota but we're barely getting new toyotas on the ground because of lack of inventory and i mean shipments and stuff yeah Yeah. to know that like cars are being affected you know that's huge it's it's not it's not normal you know even when i started selling cars um, a year ago, we had way more units on the ground, and now it's definitely like a different struggle for yeah. sure. Like people, it's something people will always need vehicles, right, you know. Right. Um, so I'm absolutely grateful, but it's diff it's different. It's, it's a different, lot different and, now, yeah. And I'm yeah. getting different customers that are more anxious, more stressed, wow. um, not understanding why the market is the way that it is, wow. you know. That's um, crazy. I had I no idea. Yeah, it's it's it, it's a ripple effect, you know, when we're always been on like a straight line. As, right, and, and right. And all history, of a sudden it's just like. Yeah, and ooh. history repeats itself. Right. This is something that I feel like we also shouldn't be too afraid of. It's just yeah. because like, you know, this happened back when our parents were right. little kids and yeah. they got through it. So we right. got to figure out a way to get through it too, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I think it's our generation now, like the people in that, like everybody in their 20s no, yeah. right now are the ones that need to make a difference. Yes. That need to help out and reach out to those who feel like, you know, they're they're going through something tough in life or yeah. people feel like, you know, they want to give up. No, don't give up. Keep no, going. seriously. Like, yeah. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how much just, you know, small words like that of encouragement would help somebody. Absolutely. And even like us as, like you said, 20 year olds, like we could be helping the 10 year olds that don't really like 
you know, with this, uh, God bless, <laughs> this Rowan Wade stuff that's going on Girl. in the world, man. Listen, I am, I am frustrated. When I first saw that, listen, I was in a room full of men, I, and I don't want to speak on it. I was in a room full of men when uh-huh. I saw the post, or I was on Instagram when I saw it, and I brought it up, and everybody stayed quiet. Yeah. And these men have wives. Mm-hmm. It just speaks volumes. volumes. It do. Yeah. What? I'm just. You're telling a girl that. Oh God, I I work in an environment full of men, so I understand girl, that. Girl, I just cried. I cried. I didn't know what else to do. But I wanted my, to. Yeah. Yeah. My like my body of out of anger and yeah. frustration of it's knowing that like not just myself as a young 22 year old girl, but my future gals, my future <clears throat> kids that yeah. I have, my girls won't even have that. Don't, that decision, I don't right. know what the world is going to be like right. in the next 10, 15 years when I decide to have babies. Right. Even in, yeah, like, I don't know. Or, like, not just that. Fuck me. I'm thinking also, like, peop- women that can't afford healthcare, right. peop- women that just genuinely, women or, that have gotten raped, women that, right. like, a topic pregnancies. Yeah. I knew someone who had an atopic pregnancy, and I kid you not, she was on the verge of, like, you know, possibly dying. Yeah. And it, it's just scary. Yeah. You know, like to tell someone that they can't make a decision with, for their own body. Mm-hmm. Like, why as a man are you telling me what I can and can't do? And it's not, it doesn't have to do with the fact that, and people believe it, it's killing, you know, you're murdering someone. Nah. But it's like, this is my body. Yeah. It's my body. Like, what Why? about the body that's alive right now, here right. in the present? And and who the fuck created you? Man. <laughs> who the fuck created you? <laughs> this is, it's Jennifer's, it's so beyond me. It's, it's fucking Because it, it, to me, it's disgusting. like one plus one equals two. Yeah. Why the fuck are we trying to add? Why are we, why are we saying one plus one equals three? Because that ain't the case. <laughs> exactly. Ain't no other person got to tell me how I got to live. Exactly. Uh, or how, what I got to do with my body. It's, it's nobody's business. It's nobody's fucking oh business. And you know what pisses me off the most? Is I came across, an, like, I had someone encounter me. And they saw my Instagram pictures. And, you know, like, I've, I post in my swimming suit. I posted in lingerie. Because for those who don't know, I'm trying to be like an influencer. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get my Instagram followers yeah. up. I'm trying to make a platform for myself on social media. And I want to eventually be featured or, you know, sponsored yes. by um, Savage Expensy, which is by Rihanna. It's a lingerie brand. That's awesome. And <laughs> so people see that I'm just kind of out there with my body, very comfortable with it. And they take it as like, mm, she's, you know, just showing too much or mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. It's like, get to know me before you, you know, I get it. People like to judge a book by its cover, but really try to get to know me before you make assumptions or start creating assumptions. Because if you do get to know me, I'm pretty sweet. You know, I'm super nice. I'm not like out here like hoeing and shit like that. And if I was, who gives a fuck? It's my fucking body. And that's what I'm trying to get at. It's like, I feel like as the years have gone by, and I don't want to say just men, but they target women on how they um, make an appearance for themselves or how they, you know, present themselves. Mm -hmm. Like if I want to go out and wear like a tight mini skirt and like a tight little fucking shirt, 
What that gotta do with you, Papa? But that has nothing but to do people, with you. But I feel like a lot of people will judge so quick. And I feel like a lot of the times it's men saying, oh, she's a fucking whore. Like, yeah. she's wearing mm-hmm. that. She's a whore. So it's just like, I feel like men over the years have just created so, like, so judgmental towards women. They think that they can just do whatever the fuck they want. And, and this is what it's come to. Now we can't even have the own, like our own decision to have an abortion if we wanted to or you know like it just it's so frustrating and it's so hard trying to explain myself because you know i have such a fucking lack of vocabulary and shit because i'm bilingual (laughs) and i feel like that's a struggle but i just it's not fair it's disgusting and my heart is fucking broken because of it yeah and you know one thing that i can definitely say is that anybody that doesn't that already automatically thinks of you in that way fuck them because yeah, at, at the seriously. end of the day they don't deserve and they don't respect me yeah like fuck them absolutely fuck them like i can't i just you we'll get into more y'all we are look. pissed yeah we are fucking <laughs> pissed because you should not fucking tell me what i can and can't do with my body you should not tell me what i can and fucking can't wear it leaves me without words because it's like who are you who the fuck are you, you know? mind your business no literally it's not that big of a deal to like, I don't think, I don't, it's not, how do I explain it? Like, the church and the Ugh. state and the government, it, they need to be separated. Like, what it's the hell? It's supposed to be that yeah, way. Yeah, like, what the hell does? But it's not. It's fucking not. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I, I don't like to get into politics. Yeah, no, me neither. That's why I don't, I don't even want to <laughs> Simply because, like, simply because I don't have a lot, of, a lot of knowledge about it. That's why whenever I started, so whenever the Roe versus Wade first came out, I didn't post much about it because I was like, I don't want to come across as so political and like I have so much knowledge on what's going on because I don't. But at the end of the day, this is about females. This is about women. And I fit the fucking category. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I'm going to say something. Like, I am furious at the little stuff that I know. I know I don't know what decisions went on behind it. I don't know who said what. I don't know who made it, like, you know, overturned the the whole thing but it's just frustrating because i'm a woman and now i can't make You're a fucking affected, decision yeah. yeah i'm affected, affected by it right yeah. so it's frustrating but yeah girl i don't like to get into politics no it's okay it's we don't thing. got to <laughs> <laughs> <It's a whole laughs> we really know because i'm just, already frustrated <laughs> and my new york ass i'm gonna go off like <laughs> we just fucking went off i'm, like, I'm yeah. sorry we just pissed just, because as women like it's just it's just so frustrating so if there's men out there who you know, y'all swear y'all love women. Right. Well, show us that fucking love like, right now. So this is the time that you got to show out. Yeah. For real. This as a man, for real. Like, yeah. and, and I'm no talking facts. about, yeah, getting, being submissive to the woman because at this point, like we have to get out of our feminine state to be like almost in this like oh, fighting yeah. state. Oh, We're yeah. fighting right now. Yeah. We are not in no games. Like, yeah. you know, it's funny because this is so random, but I went on a date last night. Okay. <laughs> It was so fun. He did good. He opened the door and got me some roses or whatever. Super fun. So cute. But, you know, first thing I told him straight up, even before he, like, told me, I told him, we are not doing nothing. Like, before you even pull up or whatever, like, whatever plans you got, just know that ain't nothing. You're not touching me. That's just going to be that. Set the boundaries. Yeah. And Set the fucking boundaries. Because these days, girl. Man, what? <laughs> <laughs> they don't, they get it confused, though. They, they get it confused. They so, get it fucking twisted. 
I'm like, I had to let him know, but the fact that he, like, he didn't switch up, you know, That's he good. didn't, like, he His still brought me roses, yeah. he still opened the door, he, yes. Oh, man. Right, I'm like, oh, yeah. Until further notice. Right, 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 <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Because <laughs> we still, you know, I'm dating, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> close to nobody. <laughs> She's still yeah. out there and available. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you gotta, it's time with me, baby. Roses is cute. Right, right, <laughs> I love right. it, but, you know, it's time for me. Yeah, I but that. I just... Right now, just for him to understand, and again, like you said, say consistency. I think that that's what men have to men that have the right morals, and yeah. they need to definitely, you know, stay and back women up these days yeah. because it's tough. Yeah. Like, you know, if if she don't want to, bro, still love her. Just yeah. know that it's different. Like, yeah. it's different. Yeah. You know, like it's different now. Yeah. It's different now. Yeah. So you were like, don't, don't fucking touch me. So I think we talked about it before, but, um, celibacy. Yeah. Are you, are you currently celibate? Yes. I made the move. Awesome. I'm, How's your journey going? You know, right now I feel like I'm on the dark side. <laughs> I'm feeling it. I've lost hearing in my left eye. Right. <laughs> and Day <smell>. 32. <laughs> I'm dehydrated. <laughs> my legs no longer work. <laughs> Cobwebs building up. I'm dead. I'm so dead. That's that's true. Like my coworker, you know, he told me the other day. He was like, Jenny, you two went mad hard. I'm like, (laughs) I'm probably fucking sex deprived, nigga. Leave me alone. (laughs) Like literally. my twitter so you probably already seen it but i told my mom right because i'm six months strong right mm-hmm. well, girl to- i'm proud of you <laughs> girl i'm proud of myself i'm <laughs> <laughs> <you> struggling <laughs> prior to that i was three months but uh-huh. you know we make mistakes it happens yeah. now you know i'm started i started all over i'm six months strong i'm trying to get to a year i'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie to you i'm mm-hmm. trying to get to a year but if i meet the right person Obviously, yeah. I'm not waiting till marriage. Fuck no. No, I'm yeah. not doing that. Right? <laughs> Let me make that very clear. <laughs> yeah, right. You a good man out there. You gonna get this. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> you gonna get this wop. Right. <laughs> Anyways, you know, but you gotta be top tier, baby. Right, 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 no right, fucking around. right, right, right. Respect my boundaries. I got standards. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But um, so <laughs> I told my mom, you know, because I'm my mom's my best friend. Yes. I fucking love her. I told my mom, I said, Mom, I'm celibate. And she's like, girl, you're boring. I said, oh. <laughs> Damn, they be the she, worst haters. They be your own family. She told me, she was like, what's wrong with just, you know, you know, having a little fun? You're just young, right? And I know my mom isn't like the type to like just be like, go fucking hoe no, around. No, 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 no. But she understands that I'm young and she understands that, you know, us as humans, we have needs, right? Mm-hmm. Sex, water, and what's the other one? Like fucking, I don't know, <laughs> mental health, whatever. <laughs> so it's like, she understands, but she's so funny. She teased me and she was like, you're boring. She was like, just go and meet somebody and enjoy Like, No, it's some funny fun. you say that because my grandma's the same way. Really? She's like, mija, es que estás bonita. Yeah. Te puedes yeah. escoger. Right. Like, <laughs> grandma, you absolutely right. I'm not, I'm not doubting that. Yeah, but my know? social anxiety won't let me. Yeah, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I got to, my, my shell. Yeah. My little cancer no. ass. I get in my crab. I'm really? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, wait, it's cancer.
cancer season, right? Oh, yes. When's your birthday? July 3rd. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to my cancer. <laughs> Shout out to cancer. <laughs> <laughs> my friend's a cancer. The girl who waxes me. Yeah. Desi. Shout out to Desi. She's, yes. y'all, go get waxed by her. She's a cancer, and she's the sweetest soul. I know. And I, that was a podcast that I was like, oh, she's dope. I love her. <laughs> I love her. cancer vibes. Yeah, I felt I it. Yeah, I love her. She's, yes. she's amazing. But, yeah, so how's the journey going? Is it... Um, yeah, so it's hard, it's difficult, anything else? It's, it's (coughs) definitely inspiring in the aspect of like, I don't really have any clouded, like, okay, if we want to get nitty and gritty, right? (laughs) Sex brings in a lot of energy. Oh my God. That, that that is that. Yeah. Let's talk about it it, for real. And so when you are bringing in in these partners and they don't even have to you don't even have to get sexual say that you bring a man over and say this is your guys's fourth or fifth day you want Mm -hmm. him to like you want to make him a nice dinner and show him a little nice some nice you know and you bring him into your home and even that like if the man doesn't i don't know like doesn't respect your place and like his energy is always going to stay in your home like even if you don't get you know sexual so when you take it there like there's you know like there's liquids being exchanged there's like it's different connection like yeah it's like your aura you're you're coming into my aura or just affecting my aura in general and it's just like the energies are transferable like you said and it's just like sometimes whenever you meet someone and the energy's like off the energy's off it kind of makes your energy kind of off yeah yeah Yeah. like it's the same it's that like cause and effect like if they're not in tune like you will feel like you lack like or if you guys are not in the same place in life Mm -hmm. period and you guys exchange that like there there is going to be something that is not like it's if it'll be an imbalance right it's gonna be difficult yeah yeah it's not and and it's at that point where you have to realize like it's not worth forcing Mm -hmm. because forcing something takes more energy which Mm -hmm. causes you to just be completely drained Mm -hmm. and you don't want anything to drain your energy at the end of the day you just want it to flow naturally and if it's being forced it's just not worth it. Yeah, and, and celibacy, I highly recommend to oh my goodness, not yes. just women, but men, too. Like, mm-hmm. baby boy. Yeah. Like, you know, there's something that there's something special about knowing that oh. my man. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let me know that you've just been in just tune with yourself. <laughs> like, you've been loving yourself, papa. <laughs> I'm like all for that. I'm all for that. Let me find out you don't got dirt under your fingernails. (laughs) 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 Let me find out that you go to Ling Ling at the dam. Salon parlor. Let me find out. (laughs) Let me know that you get your feet done. Oh, goddamn. There's something about a man who is celibate that just gets me going girl because let me just tell you one thing when a man is celibate it means he's not out here fucking random people he knows the worth he knows his worth he knows to be picky and he knows that whenever he does meet the right person it's gonna be like very very intimate he's gonna take his time he's gonna be very passionate he's Mm -hmm. gonna like literally like caress her body and so oh girl it's getting hot in here <laughs> y'all <laughs> can i get an amen <laughs> so 
girl six months. I got to make it to what you year. got to. You got to. I'm right with you. I'm right behind you, sis. Because I'm, I'm trying to play She ruined it for me. <laughs> no, but yeah, there's something about it that's very, very like, it's just, it's very attractive. Mm-hmm. Because celibacy, it's not only about not having sex. Like, like you said, it's yeah. also about like your mental health. Like it really, really helps clear your mind and it also helps you like detach from people that and you previously find yourself yeah because that's yourself, important detach yourself from old souls that you've yes. you know had sex with in the past because i do believe in soul ties yes i really, really absolutely do. I really absolutely do. yeah it will affect your next relationship yeah. if you are not clear from that yeah it will because you are in the mindset of yeah already thinking that this next person is going to treat you like the person that you was with and that's not the case and and at that point you just how do i say you you cut yourself short that was your fault yeah you know there there definitely has to be a point where you know women and men take self-accountability like and i think self celibacy is just self-accountability yeah like yo like me as a woman i create a baby i can create a baby if we have sex or and as the man too like yo, yeah. we can create life and and right. life is is such a there's such purity and yes and and joy and yes there like you don't want to just have a baby with anyone yeah so it's like also like you're also thinking about your future in yes. a way when you you become celibate because it's like the person that i'm gonna have sex with next is most likely the person that one i want to spend the rest of my life with and two have kids with yeah and Ki- having kids isn't a joke it's not and it's that not. makes you i feel like if you can get into that mindset it makes you selfless yeah because now you're thinking about not just you you're thinking about other people parties that can be potentially involved and that's kids and the last thing that anybody should be doing is just you know fucking and ducking basically you know what i'm saying having kids and then peacing out because like then that's how j cole said you know like it takes two my nigga you know (laughs) it does (laughs) it does it It takes takes two two. like it really does so for a man to have that power to be celibate to me it's just like bro you know what shit yeah you know what you carry you know that you are able to like create life it's within you yeah you know so for him to be able to like yo like i'm in this with you too oh my god yeah but uh, you know my time is eight i'm cool i'm 22 (laughs) i i got time to find my man that's gonna be in the same wavelength as me like and and it's not me being too picky no absolutely not and that's one thing that i want to tell my girlies like it's you are not being too picky no like you be picky please no because last thing you need is again right. a man with dirty t- uh. <laughs> dirty fingernails <laughs> yes. yes um there was a a tiktok that i saw a long time ago and it was a guy that said girls don't have like high standard like no it wasn't they don't have high standards or too high of standards something in that manner or sense but he was saying that everything a girl asks for, it's because a guy usually has already done for them. So they're not going to fucking stoop back down low. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had and I don't like to talk about my ex relationships or nothing like that because I've only been in two. So mm-hmm. I'm not and I'm not really the dating type because mm-hmm. I'm very antisocial. I'm scared. Girl, mm-hmm. I don't know how to fucking flirt or take a hand <laughs> for shit. Well, so you're talking to I, the right one. I'm a <laughs> flirt. <laughs> maybe I should get out there some more. But anyways, um. Uh, my ex, he used to, every time he used to see me or come over to my apartment or whatever, he used to bring me a rose. Mm. 
And it's just like, I'm not going to expect any less than that. Yeah. Because it's not that hard to fucking stop by a quick trip, give me a fucking rose, and then come and see me. Not now, really. like, if, now you don't, see, it's, okay, so, and I'm not expecting the next guy to do that, right? To do the same thing, but carry that same standard, yeah. right? Be yeah. sweet. If, you, if you're at the store before you come and visit me or you pump gas and you're like, oh, she deserves a a flower because I know she loves flowers. Fucking give me the flower. Bro, if or you I got this- me a piece of chocolate. I was about to say that. <laughs> that cost 50 cent at the goddamn. I know this is your favorite chocolate. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's little stuff like that. I'm not going to hold you to that high standard of, like, you got to give me a fucking rose. Like, the next person has to give me a rose every time they fucking see me. But, like, at least be that sweet or carry yeah. you know like in your own way do something that's like that i'm yeah. not gonna fucking stoop low like go back down and just not have fucking standards at all mm-hmm. because at the end of the day i know what the fuck i bring to the table facts because motherfuckers super quicker do you know how to cook do you know how to clean we live in 2022 now baby like you can clean too yeah. you can fucking cook because i fucking work too mm-hmm. i'm not at home just like chilling right doing nothing exactly. that was back then like if you want a housewife papa i come with the contract baby exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. It, no seriously because yeah. i'm a working woman exactly so you're not about to tell me right yeah for you're sure. not about to tell me that i still have to come home after i fucking worked like what eight ten twelve 12 hour shift and be like, why isn't the house clean? Where's the food? Like, yeah. You uh-huh. know, like, where's the laundry or blah, blah, blah. You know, like, no. Yeah. If you, that's the case, it's like, where's the new Porsche outside of my right, house? Right. Uh, of our house that why you bought the- me because, <laughs> you know, like, I could meet that same right, goddamn right, energy right. for sure. Uh, where, why aren't the bills paid? Exactly. Like, what? Exactly. <laughs> we have to meet at, like, we have to meet at, there like. There has to be a mutual understanding. Yeah, yeah. So, like, and I'm. I saw the tweet, girl, Twitter, I fucking love it. I love it, but too. <laughs> I saw I saw the tweet, because a lot of the stuff is really relatable. I saw the tweet a while back that said, meet someone who who is at a mutual agreement as you. So if you believe that, you know, the guy should pay all the bills and you stay home and cook and clean, or you pay, or you don't pay anything, and, you know, I don't fucking know. It was something like that, like, the guy cooks, or the guy works, pays all the bills, and you stay home, cook and clean, then find a man who, you know, believes that same thing. But exactly. if you're the type of person who says, okay, we're both working, we both have jobs, let's come to a mutual agreement. Maybe on some days you can cook and clean, on other days I can cook and clean, the bills we can split them halfway, then find yourself someone who believes <laughs> the exact same way. Don't go out here looking for a man who's like, nah, you're going to stay home and cook and clean, but you know damn well you're an independent-ass woman that likes to work, that likes to fucking hustle and grind. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like, No, yeah, there was a comedian. (laughs) There was a comedian that I was listening to that she said, yo, if I was a millionaire, absolutely I would have a wife at home. You know what I mean? And she, because she makes a lot of money, so she's the one that's like, her niggas at home. <laughs> I'm like, hey, dude. right? And there's nothing wrong with yeah. like stay home dads or anything. No, like not that. at all. If your woman is out there, like she that's what lions do. That's ahead. what lions do. Lion, the lioness is the one that goes and gets the motherfucking food. Really? The, yes. I, girl, I don't even know. I need to get on the animal channel. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, they're the hustlers. They're the ones out there getting the the good shit. So to me, that that concept of of a woman being the worker and the man being mm-hmm. the like that to me is like 
that should be normal these days. You know, like it should be something that people should be way more open to. Same with, you know, or vice versa. Like if men, again, if you're the one that's the provider, like, okay, get you a girl that wants to right. be, wants to be that, yeah. you know, you can't find, then she's going to be more codependent, right. you know, don't try to find an independent woman and expect her to form into conform into you, Papa, because exactly. that's not going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm a businesswoman. Right. Like to me right. almost, and this is, this is so wild because this is such a, a different, I guess, perspective. Like, and, and I, I really want everybody to take this lightly, but I almost <laughs> see everything as like transactional, you know, yeah. as because I do sell cars every day and I'm always exchanging. Like, even if I sell a car to, um, cause this has happened, a Hispanic, like a uh, restaurant owner. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, listen, I'll give you a good deal, but which, <laughs> can you show with that list tomorrow? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? A lot of things things to me are transactional, but not in a bad way. No, no, no. In a mutual way. Yeah, yeah. And so, like... Help me help... Yes. Right? Help me help you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And so, that I see see that in relationships, too. And I think that that's what really, like, life and marriage, like, having a life partner, that's what I think it is. It's not always going to be, like roses and 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 unicorns and like there's going to be times where you're going to have to submit and there's going to be times where the man is going to have to submit too you know and and you got but uh, like you said yes it has to you have to be in the same interest as that other person or in the same wavelength if not it won't work so you got to figure out what you like right and you you know know what i took out of that is that i feel like nowadays people are more more selfish and they're like what can you give me yeah before even knowing and and yeah and i think no i know because this is my mindset on relationships my thoughts and my beliefs yeah is that it's a partnership yes so So. you're coming into my life i'm coming into your life not to change anything yeah not nothing about you i want to change because i was interested i approached you I still continue to like you after I approached you. So at the end of the day, now I just want you to be part of my life. Yeah. Let's enjoy things that we both enjoy to do together. Yes. I'm not going to go out here and be like, oh, I don't want you hanging out with those people anymore. I don't want you going out. If I know, if I, if I pursue a relationship with a guy who constantly, you know, I don't know, let's say, parties right i'm not a party animal but i'm not gonna stop him if everything else i like about him is fine it's just you know maybe my my least favorite thing is that he parties sometimes on the weekends just to have fun i'm just gonna i'm just gonna be like okay fine you know i'll accommodate to that i won't change it because at the end of the day i came in to just be your partner i'm not here to change you Mm -hmm. i'm here to i'm here to what's i'm trying to think i'm here to just like Like we're here to struggle together right i'm here to help you build i'm here to help you um grow as a person obviously build i'm here to motivate you i'm here to do the things that you like to do together i want you to do the things that i like to do together it's literally just a fucking partnership and i don't know how to explain it so where like people get what i'm trying to say but i don't go into a relationship trying to change anyone you shouldn't at the end of the day I found interest in you by what you showed me and showed me who you are. So there's no need. Like now at this point, I just want us to come together and do things together and just help us grow. Like I want you to help me grow and I would hope that you would want me to help you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Vice versa. No, seriously. Like, 
it, it you shouldn't have to change somebody you like them because you you thought they was dope when you right. first met them yeah, like yeah. what the it yeah now it, let's just do stuff together right, exactly yeah. let's enjoy time moments like yeah, yeah for sure you like I, you hit it in the nail yeah and i think nail. it's like if also like if you wanted to they would right so like Yes, you might be with someone who's busy, but at the end of the day, they will take the time out of their day to let you know, like, hey, I got stuff going on right now, but I'll text you later or, you know, I'm going to be busy right now. Like, I get it. We're getting older and we all have dreams. And I feel like nowadays a lot of people are working towards, you know, their dreams. And that's really, really a good thing. But it's like. So I feel like some people, like I said, they're selfish and they're stuck in their ways where like, oh, what can you provide for me? Yeah. And it's, and it's like, just like, that's not, buddy, I don't even want to show you now. Yeah, like, and that's why I feel like a lot of girls are like, sorry, girls, but some of y'all gold diggers. Some of <laughs> yeah. y'all just go for the money because you're like, oh, he can give me all I want. But it's yeah, like, it's will he like respect that. you? Yeah. Will he, you know? Like, where's his loyalty going to stand right, to? Like, right. what, you being... Is, is money that like big of a you deal? being controlled by his money right because that's really what it is it's not you're not seeking him for him for real yeah you know yeah it's yeah that's it's a good yeah. it's a good topic because I I I don't know I'm young that's the thing I don't I don't try to like I don't want to make myself seem as I don't want to seem ahead of myself, you know, or act no, like but I know you, what I, yeah. yeah, but I do know, like yeah. I've experienced in, in, that's what life is about. Yeah. yeah. You, you'll just, I mean, you will talk about what you know and what you've experienced and that's good because exactly. there's some other people who probably haven't experienced the same thing as us or they didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, what we've experienced and the lessons we learned from it. And they're like, wow, like. I just learned something new. Yeah. Like I just, you know, I'm learning stuff from you yeah. that you didn't, that I didn't even know. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, you're putting different perspectives in my head and it's just like, oh shit, you know, like I never thought about it like that. Yes. So it's, it's all about being open-minded and sharing your experiences with people. And I think that helps just, you know, well-round someone mm-hmm. and, you know, so it takes time. We're always learning. We're always healing. Like it's just life, yeah. but that's the beauty in Literally. life. Yeah. I just love life. I do too. <laughs> because it, it is a, it's a roller coaster of emotions for yeah. sure, but that's what it is. Yeah. That's what makes it like beautiful. Like it, wouldn't it be boring to y'all if, ju- if life was just always happy? Right. You know, like what the, like you, I feel like you'd be, it's almost like you cracked out. Like right. you, <laughs> Like, and this is a, this is a huge, I think, and I've heard it about it in a podcast of like, you know, always being in this happy high or like trying to, and it's like, no, bro, you have to like hit. Ups and downs, rock bottom. Like that's how, that's the only way that you'll be able to like get yourself to a, the higher, like your higher level, your higher, like is to grow. Like you have to fail to grow. Right. That's the only way. No, I completely agree. And this brings me to, um. A, a paragraph from a book that you posted the other day. Yeah. Girl, I screenshot it. I'm going to read it to y'all because I have it right here. Yes. Quotes. It, it was uh, saying that we view our life by running at it, it. What is it? Running at it head on by always chasing after one emotion to the next. We try to avoid pain by never acknowledging it, by always covering it up with people or places or things to do. But never that. Ne- but never. Wait. Sorry, it's because the letters are so small. But that never allows pain to heal. It 
It never allows the wounds to close over and create the scars that tell our story. If we stopped and acknowledged the pain, embraced the pain as an emotion that belongs to us in the same way our happiness brings us, uh, happiness and joy belongs to us, then we wouldn't always be running. And so that hit rock bottom, like not rock bottom, but it hit like, like it just clicked to me because it's like you were saying, like, you're not always happy, right? And I think a lot of people are stuck in like, I just always want to be happy. I never want to be sad. I never want to be sad. But it's okay to be sad sometimes. It's okay to be angry because there's beauty in anger. There's beauty in sadness. And I think a long time ago, I learned that whenever you get your heart broken, yes, it sucks and you're sad. But if you really think about it, there's beauty in the sadness because it tells you that you're not numb. Mm Mm-hmm you're human Mm -hmm. and that it's okay to feel like you're you were so genuine you put yourself out there you were willing to be vulnerable for someone put yourself out there and let them just like explore you explore your thoughts so it's like yes it sucks your heart's broken maybe they didn't like you or love you the way you wanted them to but you know you genuinely put yourself out there and so it's a learning experience and yeah it sucks but there's beauty in the sadness. Yeah. There's beauty in anger. There's beauty in the struggle. There's beauty in the fucking struggle. Shout out to Jake. I know. I just, that's <laughs> I my fucking homie. love him. <laughs> love yours will yes, forever right. be a fucking hit, that's a girl. Poet. That's a poet. He is a poet. He, that was a poem. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. That was a beautiful fucking song. It's, it is to yeah. this day. But yeah, so I'm just like. There's beauty in being sad. There's beauty mm-hmm. in anger. So life isn't always about being happy. Yeah. And, you know? and and I think what makes, what everyone should be proud of is getting yourself out of that sad. Because, yeah. you know, it's from, this is for somebody that definitely has struggled with anxiety and depression same. in the past. Yeah, and, same. you know, it, it can get dark. Very it, like, dark. That's something that I don't want to ever, ever, ever um, with anybody that I that I mentor or talk to, like it's not easy. No. I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and sugarcoat shit. No, it's you know, hard. it is hard. So, so hard. it is, and it is most definitely your responsibility, not anybody mm-hmm. else's. And this goes even ties into relationships. Yes. You should, absolutely should not be going to find love um, so that love can help you heal. Right. Like that. That's right. not gonna. 100% you know, misery loves company. So all you're gonna yes. do is make that other person miserable. Right. And hurt so, people hurt people. Exactly. And so it's definitely important for people to, you know, f- I think for me personally, what has helped me with anxiety and depression is now I have learned how to, like, I've acknowledged when I am getting there. When I'm getting to the point of having an anxiety attack or getting to the point of feeling like I am extremely crowded, my brain, like I can't, I'm depressed. Like there's no other way to put it, but I feel depressed. I feel anxious as hell. I got to get away from everybody to heal. And, but the fact that I realize when that emotion is, is coming to me makes like, I I feel very proud of myself for that because a lot of people don't. And that's where they will lead into suicide and, and, you know, taking drugs or yeah. whatever that the that worst case scenario, yeah. and so like I I pinpoint when when and it, that I'm still learning. You yeah. know, like there's moments where I have to really sit there in solitude, and that that I think is what is 
like the best thing anybody yeah. could do is just if if you struggle with and I take I, let me put this in a very light form because if you do struggle heavy heavy with depression and you feel suicidal definitely reach out yes, to reach somebody out, yeah. you know but if you feel like you you have um like uh high functioning depression oh yeah then definitely you know get to an understanding of where what are your triggers and and why is it that you feel like that in that moment and what can you do to make yourself feel better um I think that's what's helped me the most and again that ties into my dance and my paintings like that's a release of emotion a lot of it is a release of of sadness of how the world is going right now and politics and you know like and not again like you said it's beauty in it because it's not always like to me it's not always like something negative sometimes I just like shit even being a woman we get emotional you know like that we feel things differently like we're nurturers we're providers we're carers like we care Yeah. yeah and so you know, like I could literally, this is hashtag cancer vibes, <laughs> my sad ass. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, it's because my friend, shout out to Isabel, she'd be like telling me all the time, she's like, it's just because you a cancer, you just sense it. <laughs> I'm like, nah, bro. I'm I mean, a Libra and I can vouch that I'm sensitive as yeah. fuck too. Oh, my mom's a Libra too. Oh, really? Yes. That makes, oh, that, that's why we vibing right now. <laughs> so sweet um but yeah I'd be telling like she'd be telling me like you know sometimes it's it's not always what you really like how you portray like sometimes yes. your mind does play tricks on you oh bro. my goodness yeah you know like you might shit sometimes even when I like go I pull up there's a homeless guy that's right down the street from my job and I'm always leaving him change but like every time I don't see him there there's this rush of excitement and then every time I do see him there there's a rush of sadness because I'm like damn I thought you was off yeah. the street you know like yeah. there, it'd be little things it yeah, don't even yeah. be a lot of the times it don't be even necessarily to do with me sometimes I just wish the world was a better place sometimes yeah. you know and and you know I think if it was a better place I would assume that I would get treated better yes. you know and and this yes. is something with like I'm, I know how I look. I'm a dark, like I'm darker skinned than most Latinas. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people think that I'm black and white. They mm-hmm. don't know that I can speak fluent Spanish yeah. and, or that like, and this just ties into a lot, right? Like of why sometimes I feel the way that, like I've had like Hispanic men talk about me when I'm in a room because really? they don't know that I speak Spanish, you know, and saying vulgar things about me because they see a black girl, you yeah, know, they don't yeah. see a Latina, like right. they don't see an Afro Latina. And, yeah. and that's a whole different, you know, topic yeah. because, you know, uh, colorism is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, I recently learned about that. I had no idea yeah. it was a thing because I've never dealt with it. Yeah. And it wasn't like I was like, ignorant to it no I just didn't have knowledge on like that colorism was a thing but Mm -hmm. I I learned about it recently and I don't know too much about it but yeah it definitely is a thing and I think also the reason why you know people might see you and think oh she's black is because there's not many Afro-Latinas here in the Midwest Mm -hmm. you see them a lot on the east coast yeah it's just like if people would just take the time to you be know, more like not arrogant right. or ignorant, ignorant. That's ignorant, the word. Ignorant. Or just like learn that there's yeah. Afro Latinas out yeah. there. Like 
you know, the world would fucking be a better place. I know. Like, but I was, and don't talk about people with other languages, <laughs> goddamn it. Because <laughs> you never fucking know. You, you never, never know. fucking know. Some people, you know, some people major in Spanish, okay? I'm Facts. just saying. But I was also going to bring up the point where um, uh, you said something about, um, shoot, I lost my train of thought. I'm trying to think. No, it's okay. I've been doing that all the time. <laughs> We're having such good conversation. I don't want to like cut you off while you're talking. So I'm like, I'm gonna wait, and then I'm gonna ask her. I'm gonna wait, and, and then, then I keep talking, and then I'm like, no, okay, no, let me I, shut up. <laughs> no, you're doing so great. Speak. No, you're doing fucking great. Like Aww. I love it. I love it. Um, I totally forgot. I lost my train of thought. It was. It was. <sighs> I can't think, but we'll talk about your other. Um, dancing career <laughs> yes, i guess you yes. can say another Let's form of dancing. <laughs> um, you used to be a stripper yes um, so how did you get into that what's your experience because i know of another maybe just one or two and i feel like they get so judged mm-hmm. so much judgment mm-hmm. and it's just like you don't even know why people do it yeah know? at the end of the day it can be a hustle right yes. it's a hustle for some people oh yeah and and Sex work is work. Let it's me work, just, believe it it's or not. It's work. Ain't, like, and this is what is wild to me. You know, men think that because, and let me not say, I'm not a man. So, I, like, this is what I, again, have experienced. But, I guess I was a stripper for um, a year. My strip club got shut down mm-hmm. a while back ago. And then they came back up. By that time, I was just, like, over it. And, like, now nah, I'm cool, you know. I, um was going to school at the time mm-hmm. and I was working at Hendrick as front desk and I just needed extra cash to help pay for school and that was it. Um I was living by well, at the time I was living with um two other women but it was still the I wanted to get out of debt. That was ma- my main concern. Um and then I ventured off by myself and um still again needed the money and Luckily, I had a good cash flow, but you know, it's a, it's a hustle. It's a good form of income for sure, depending on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ever discredit a stripper. Like, and that's definitely one thing that I wanted to, cause I know you had like asked me if I wanted to talk about it, yeah. but I was just like, I, I want to be very particular about the way that I speak upon this because like you said, everyone, every woman that I've ever met in the strip club is there for a different reason than the next girl, you know, and, and every strip club is different. Like my mind, I was not allowed to, you know, show too much. I couldn't even get in a room with a man by myself, you know? Yeah. So I was definitely in one that I would say would be like almost PG-13. Um, absolutely. It makes you feel for some women. Felt safe. Yeah. And, and it, felt very homey oddly because I I met different characters and and I met artists I met women that were genuine dancers that were putting themselves through dance school putting themselves through nursing school you know and they just knew what they had and flaunted it you know what I mean like work with your mama gave you right period (laughs) so again sex work is work like but it's this there's just this hilarious fucking concept of men thinking that they're wanted because of strippers Mm. and it's like baby baby (laughs) we only watch it because you got cash on you right now this is work that was literally literally like and so Mind you, the men that didn't spend time at the strip club, that didn't know. Because there were some men that I met that were, like, 
here to support me oh, anytime nice. that they were they would ask for me but they were genuine drinkers like that not, not okay let me not say genuine drinkers they were drinkers like on and occasionally but when they would go they would hey jenny well they my <laughs> they were regular my stripper name wasn't jenny it was Aaliyah. <laughs> Cause you know you could you wasn't gonna find me up in these streets slipping. No, like you gotta be careful. Yeah, absolutely. You never know. Absolutely, especially in that field. Yes, and so there was men that definitely that I still till this day will chat with and have me on socials that I actually trust. Oh really? Yeah, and and um has always stayed in tune. Like photographers or um, writers have been like, yo people that I've met through stripping that have been putting me on to people that they know that are in a certain industry, um, mm-hmm. like modeling and yeah, not yeah. even saying that I would take that out as a career or anything like that. But you know, I have other girls cause I want to be a, like almost like you, you Aww. know? So, and, and I love that you do this and we'll get into that. And just like, but back to stripping, I'm just like, it was definitely a grind, a hustle, but would I necessarily, um, do like, it again? Yeah, no. No. Um, or what I, and I hope that this doesn't sound encouraging because I feel like it does. It's just because money is money at the right, end of the day. But right. I, I definitely wouldn't recommend it to my 18-year-old sister, you know, because I was 19 at the time dancing. Right. And so anybody that's young, like, go get a job. <laughs> Like if I feel like not everybody is cut for that, you know. Oh yeah. Like you have to be cutthroat. Like I, there was times where I had to stab my heel into somebody's, you know, thigh because they oh, thought shit. that they were they thought that they could touch me a certain uh-huh. way or you know like they, it was a it was a, again it was a grind. I yeah. I have stories upon stories. Like I don't want to get too yeah. gruesome because I've. You know, I've seen some crazy shit yeah. when I was in the strip club. Well, whatever you feel like sharing, and if you don't feel like sharing it, girl, you don't have yeah. to. Yeah, um, but just men thinking too ahead of too yeah. ahead of themselves, you yeah. know. So like, that's why I'm like, it it definitely was an experience, and that's I went into it solely wanting that, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, if I make the money, cool. If I don't, like, let's see what this is about. Like, you know, and. I did make the money and, you know, I was able to pay half of my schooling off because of it. So it definitely, like you said, it is a hustle and I respect you so much for that because Mm -hmm. like you said, it's not easy. It's It's something it's, you know, men thought that they could touch you and thought that it was okay. And you had to like say, no, there's probably a lot of strippers out there who, I don't know if they'll be listening to this or not, but don't feel like, feel like they have, they no other voice. voice. Yeah. Right. And they're for like, well, I guess this is my job. I guess yeah. they have to touch me. But it's like, if you're listening to this right now, I can't relate. Right. I can't, you know, and don't take anything I say like offensive because I don't know. I'm not yeah. trying to be ignorant. No, no, no. But it's like, you have a voice. Yeah. It's, at the end of the day, it is just a job. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it may, it may make you more money than, you know, uh, a normal job where you might get a little bit more respect. Mm-hmm. and there's pros and cons right right that's that's the huge thing about stripping is that i definitely went into it knowing that that was gonna happen right i knew that like, but i'm not you know i'm, I'm mama ain't raised no bitch <laughs> i you know i'm i could stand up for myself again good, i wore good. platform heels that were eight inches high like it was nothing for me to right. stab somebody right. <laughs> like, no, you girl, know? Do your but thing. there's but there's other women that are not like that exactly and i and i caught myself a lot of the time when i was a dancer and going to this job like i 
caught myself, you know, taking a lot of women under my wing in the aspect of like, yo, like there's other things. Like if you feel like you can't, right. there's other things. Right. But I w- I'm not, again, wasn't going to like give that message like, Okay, let me backtrack a little bit, y'all, <laughs> because I'm I'm a victim of abuse, okay. and and that tied in a lot to why it was easy for me to go into the strip club. You know, this is me being completely transparent, yeah. and and I want to very much speak to the girls that have gone through abuse and they feel like again that is their sole value is their body. You know, like that is absolutely not the case. Oh, and you are much more stronger because than that. I can relate to that so fucking much. Yeah. Like, and it's it's a topic that a lot of women are scared to bring up. But I think sexual abuse uh-huh. is something that we need to talk about because so many women are affected by it. And I would say that's one of the reasons why I'm celibate. Yeah. Because I felt for a long time that my body was the only reason why I was getting attention from men. And that is not the case. And that's why... You're so much more than that. All women are so much more than that. But if you feel like your body, if any girl is listening to this and if it'll help anybody, you're more than just your body, you know? Mm -hmm external beauty yes it's beautiful right but at the end of the day it's what's within so make sure if you're pursuing a relationship or if you're pursuing a friendship with a man make sure he respects you at the end of the day for sure because you it's your body you know at the end of the day it's your home yeah you know if you don't take care of it then you're just going to crash. You're yeah. gonna, you know, you're, you're going to fall into rock bottom yes. like we were talking about earlier. And it's not worth it. Yeah. You know, don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't do. Unfortunately, we live in a world where rape happens. Yes. And sometimes, you know, because we're not as strong than men. Like, mm-hmm. some of us aren't. Like, if, if a guy... I'm five foot two, 130 pounds. Mm-hmm. If a guy is six foot tall, 200 pounds, you know came across and yeah i know some no, people might not want to listen too. to this but it's something that needs to be talked yeah, about absolutely. if i ever came into a situation like that i mean it's it's gonna happen unfortunately yeah. so i'm just saying like don't ever think after if it ever happens to you don't ever think that afterwards you were just a body you know yeah. like you were just you were just a victim because you're not, you no. know, and that that should give you more reason to speak up and to help other women because there's so many women who are that, just dude, silent. The statistics is yeah, sick. it's insane. It's sick, and that's why I was like, oof. If we if we talk about stripping, I'm gonna definitely talk about the other part of it no, because yeah. it is something that like it was easy for me to do because I have experienced abuse in my whole childhood, yeah. and so it was easy for me to put myself in that environment. And oh, it wasn't yeah. until I, I learned yeah. and acknowledged like where this is all tying from that I was like, okay, like let me step back and let me not just like I got what I needed from the strip club, which was my yeah. cash, right? Yeah. Okay, boom. Now what got me inspired to want to talk about this was the women that were there like man like and I love my girls like I love women you guys are like I don't know if you know that I'm bisexual oh I do and so yeah like I I love my women like there there's this like the feeling that you get with another woman than when you do with the man is different yeah I have have friends and (laughs) who are both 
gay and I have friends who are both lesbian and I love them. Yeah. I think I have a lot actually. Yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> man, to, y'all slacking. And they're starting to wonder. They're like, Jennifer, are you sure? I'm yeah. like, Listen, I'm strictly niggly. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> It'd be like that. But it's like, sometimes, you know, there's like, there definitely, this is for the girls that are. <laughs> yeah. No, no shame. Like I love the LGBT. Yeah. A lot of my friends are. Some, there is some girls that are just like, that's another thing. I'm like, if you're gay, please find out that the other girl that you're trying to pursue is gay, too. Don't be trying to pursue these straight <laughs> girls. But you'd be surprised. You would you'd be. You'd be surprised because some people can change people. <laughs> <laughs> only, some, only somebody gay would say that. <laughs> I'm playing. Nah. Trust me, I'm strictly dickly. <laughs> Until further notice. <laughs> that, that, that. I'll keep y'all updated, but till then, I think I'll shrink it. No, but I was going to say something about how um, I can relate because, I, you know, whenever, you know, the abuse did happen, I felt like for a long time, um, the way to get men's attention because obviously we're women and we want to pursue a relationship with men. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the, it, excluding like, you know, the yeah. LGBT community, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But if you're straight and as for me, um, and you want to pursue a guy, I felt for a long time that the only way a guy would like me was through my body. Yeah. And so for not, I wouldn't say a long time, but when I was young, I felt like I had to pursue guys with sex. No, same. And just uh, like, you know, like showing them my body and just. Because that was the only way that I felt like y'all would like I me. would feel attention. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't until I kind of just, you know, started like working on myself. I started yeah. reading books on self-development, you know, motivation, spirituality yes. books. And that's why I'm very spiritual now. And I started realizing that that's not. You know, there's actually guys out there who want to get to genuinely know me. And yeah. now when I say I, I hate when people judge me by the things that I post, like sometimes, you know, in my lingerie or swimsuits, mm-hmm. it's I hate when people judge me because it's like at now in my life, I'm not posting those pictures to get attention. I'm posting those pictures because of the growth I've made. And now mm-hmm. I'm proud of my body because before it used to be like, oh. In shame I, it was Yes, I wasn't secure with my body, but I was like, well, I know that it'll bring guys attention and maybe someone will like me. Now it's like I'm so proud and like yes. secure of my body because believe it or not, to the girl walking, you know, next to me one day or tomorrow – might look at my body and be like, wow, like she's amazing. Yes. But believe it or not, I still look in the mirror every day and I still have insecurities and I'm like, ah. And there's going to be a guy that walks by that's going to be like, her face is stunning. Yeah. And luckily she just got a fat ass. Right, right. And her boobs are right. But it's just like, yeah, for a long time I did feel the same way and that, I think that's, now I didn't put myself in the same position you did mm-hmm. and not discrediting at all because no. That's that's tough. I don't. I wouldn't want you to. Right. Because it's like it was tough. Shit. But I I can kind of relate to you know like for a while I was doing that and mm-hmm. it's just like now I've learned and now when I post my body I post it because I'm proud of myself. Yes. I'm happy. I'm 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 comfortable with my body. And if you don't like it, if you think I'm a hoe, well, fuck you. Yeah. You no. Know? Literally, that fuck was you. same energy. Even as a stripper, like it was the same energy. Yeah. Like definitely, that was when I found out. Like. L- 
through stripping and a lot of it had to do with me learning about psychology and how much your young you know self Mm -hmm. how it will develop like you will you know if you don't fix or adjust it will develop into your adulthood and so like I I didn't want to be somebody that sucked at relationships that was one thing that I I my parents never ended up together. Like I have the typical stripper story. Like daddy didn't like, you know, daddy wasn't there. Yeah. Like it's like, unfortunately, like I did, I do have that story, but like, I refuse for that to be my end result. Like I fucking refuse. Like I will have a happy marriage. I will have kids that will grow up and be themselves and nothing but themselves. Um, I won't, cloud their judgment i will just be here to help them i i there there's a huge like growth and that like i personally just needed to put myself in that to know what the fuck is going on and that's what matters yeah that's what matters i mean there's no shame in staying in that industry Mm -hmm. no No, shame at all not at all but if you know from the bottom of your heart that this is just a hustle and that you're trying to do it because you have other goals bigger ambition like you have a a huge something ambition bigger. for something else. Yes. Yeah. Then fucking do it. Yeah. Who cares if literally. They judge you? No, because you literally. know what? And, and we're not like out here trying to promote it. Which, if you find yourself wanting to do it after, you know, strip after yeah. this, good for you. Yeah. If you know totally deep down in you. your yeah, <laughs> if you know deep down in your heart that it will just be a hustle, and you have that strong capability as a woman to deal with some of these men. Mm-hmm fucking go for it because you're not just dealing with men sober you're dealing with men drunk yeah. and that to me is worse oh god <laughs> tell me about it man but it's just like if you know in your heart you have that and you know that you got bigger dreams and this is just a side gig fucking by all means yeah, do it do you for do sure it. for a long time honestly i support strippers for for a while i had that mentality too i was like maybe stripping won't be that bad but i was i was scared yeah it because it scared. can get bad for sure. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely somebody, I've seen so much fucked up shit as a little kid that I, like, I'm almost, like, immune to mm-hmm. the, so it was really, like, me trying to be the light in the dark. Like, I, rather than, and mind you, not every stripper, like, some of them do do it because they like it and they yeah. have, you know, and like you said, but there were, there were a handful that have, you know, have, have they just have, go through abuse and didn't know how to, like, and it's just like, Cope yo, with it and yeah, stuff, yeah, exactly. And they felt like they fit in there. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, there's a lot of um, resources out there for people that are going through sexual abuse or have gone through or yeah, even so not even sexual, just yes, even abuse like physical, emotional, mental like that. Yeah. Seek help, please. Cause yeah. it's, it's and there's nothing wrong with therapy these days. No, I have all. wanted therapy so bad. And I honestly, if you're, there's no shame in it. Yeah. I feel like nowadays when people talk about little personal things like that some people might be like oh you're oversharing but in reality are we really because no. there's so many people who no, need we're it not. or who, you know i thought the same thing too even before like get coming here like i thought the same because i was like i really want to touch on this subject and like to me personally it ties into stripping but it, i it can or cannot like again like to the next girl but like it it <laughs> There's more people than not. I choose to believe that there's more people than not that need therapy yes. that need to like switch it the fuck up. Yes. <laughs> no, yes. I mean? yes. Like do something different. Like and therapy does like I had to take therapy. I had to put myself in a mental facility for yeah. me to be like, yo, 
there like something is wrong with me and I need to figure out what the fuck. And it wasn't me that figured that out. It was doctors. It was doctors that helped me understand my mental and what I need to do to help myself. I, and that's the first step. Yes. You put yourself in that position to get help. Yes. And now you're doing, I wouldn't say like you're a hundred because no. you know, we're always learning. We're still healing. Absolutely. We always have trauma and it'll be like that for the rest of our life. It's just about growing and maintaining that and happiness. Yes. But you're in a better place now. Absolutely. And that's what fucking so matters. So much better. And y'all. I think people need to fucking talk about it. I need to, I think people need to spread awareness because yes. like I said, sometimes at least nowadays people think about it like, Oh, that's oversharing. No. Cause but I it's mean, not, cause nah, absolutely in reality, not. I feel like everyone nowadays goes through shit like Dude, that. You know how I saw it? <laughs> I saw my, um, like, I, when I was stripping and I stopped and I I was stagnant for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do next. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, was like, well, I work at front desk at a car shop. Yeah. Like at a, you know, a dealership. Why yeah. am I not selling these motherfuckers? Yeah. Like I sell my body literally every night. That's what I did. Like that's what I was doing as a stripper. I was selling my body. And so I'm like, I could sell something even more. And not have to, again, like, I would feel respect. Now, mind you, this is something, like, I knew even when, like, going into the game as a stripper, like, I know motherfuckers are going to look at me as a hoe. I know people are going to feel a a type of way. And if my mom or grandma listens, I'm sorry. (laughs) This might be the first time that you know that I was a stripper. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I had to switch it up. and, And at the, not even... Maybe, like, a third of the money that I made stripping, I fucking, like, tripled, quadrupled in sales. In really? the car sales. Oh, my wow. gosh. Like It was like a blessing in disguise. Yes. Like, that click where oh you were my like, gosh. I sell my body, I could sell cars. Dude, yeah. Like, I don't have to sell me. Like, I don't have to sell That's the physical. Beautiful. Not in the... That's so beautiful, Yeah, girl. like, not oh in gosh. the... Not in the... Not I don't have you. to sell my, my soul, basically. Because yeah. that's what I felt like I was selling, for yeah. real. You know, like, that my body to me is so sacred now like it don't like i'd be damned you know like period yeah (laughs) like i'd be damned but it's also very empowering to know that i shook ass for money like you know (laughs) period yeah like Like, what's up Like, like people like, love me. Yeah, like it's like how guys like you know they deal drug like beat like ain't nobody don't yeah. nobody want a drug dealer right and no <laughs> it's like they I mean, say some people do but some people right I'm like where my narco at not because girl but like I just like there I. I wanted to be perceived a certain way, so I went with the way that I felt like would bring me the most peace and the most um like make me feel safe because yeah. I, I never felt safe as a young girl and I, yeah. I, I that that feeling is when you like how do I explain it put it into more clearer words like that familiar feeling that you feel when you're a kid you'll mm-hmm. start to feel it as an adult and you won't like it'll be like ah nonchalant yeah. you have to really adjust yourself yes. like that's it's so huge like that's why therapy I'm so glad that you talk about that because and you talk about it so often in your episodes and I fucking love that yeah. shit because it's I'm, so important i'm big on mental health yes. because i like you said you struggle with anxiety and depression and i've struggled with it too it's yes. in my family yeah you know Same. like i'm not the only one who struggles with it um and so i feel like it's it's big and some i used to feel like i in my family um was the one who had to kind of bring everyone together and, and like i was like that that what is it 
that leg on the table mm. that, you know, kept the leg or the table up, kind of hold everyone together. And so for a long time, I felt like it was always not necessarily my family depended on me when it came to mental health. It's just I realized how bad my mental health was affecting me. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I healed on my own. Mm-hmm. And so with the family members that struggle with mental health in my family, I felt like I had to kind of help them and like mm. bring them out of it whenever I realized they were, you know, going down bad and back yeah. into that rock. So, um, break those generational curses. Yes. Yes. Bro. So because I've realized and solely it, because they weren't aware. Sorry. Right. Yeah. No, no, that's 100% what I'm trying to get at because they weren't aware and I was able to become aware before they did. Mm-hmm. I was able to figure out, you know, what I needed to work on to make my mental health be at a better state then I help them, you know, like I'm helping myself first so that I could help my family. And that's why I talk about it so much because I know how you, like you said, you recognize when you're about to have a hep- episode or something like that. Yeah. Me, it's, it's kind of the same thing for me. I recognize when I'm having an episode or yeah. I'm in an episode, you know, like going through depression or something, I notice it. And so because I notice it and I'm so self-aware, I just try to like promote like, you know, yeah. um, mental health thing- and therapy and just, you know, stuff that'll help people because yes. your mind fucking does play tricks with yes. you. Yes, and last thing that we don't want to do is pretend like those feelings aren't there. Yeah. And that goes yeah. back to the reading, you know? Yes. Like, don't try to push it off to, like, I don't know, like, go and be out all the time yes. or try to, like, play video games. Right, and, like, don't ignore it. Yeah, like, acknowledge it. Acknowledge, acknowledge the it. sadness, acknowledge For the real. anger because there is beauty yes. in it and you're not going to be like that and stay in that in that um, space forever. Yes. There will come a time where you will break out of that sadness, where you will break out of that anger, you know, so it's... There's so much to it, and I'm very, like, a huge advocate on mental health because, you know, I struggled with it, and there's there's people and friends that I have that struggled with it. So it's like, if I can help one person, that will warm my heart. The KU um, mental health facility. Strawberry Hill. Yes, bro, that one is key. They will treat you like and and y'all don't be afraid to no, put yourself in don't. the psych ward. Like I know that's that sounds scary as hell, yeah. but man, get you that that shit. Ask for a week off at work and go take care those, of your mental health. Those <laughs> mental facilities They're, are especially the one in KU. That Strawberry Hill, like yeah. you said, oh my god. Like they will make you feel like you are of importance of I've all of most importance. I've heard a lot about uh, K, um, Strawberry Hill, KU Strawberry Hills uh, facility, mental facility, and I've heard that it's really, really good. The area, the rooms, and everything's uh, so yes, clean. Absolutely, and the a food lot of is it, good. From it, the what food I've is heard. good, actually. <laughs> I've heard someone yes. actually told me one of the patients there was like, because it and is it's bomb.com. Y'all, I was it's, like, <laughs> it's all black women behind the kitchen. <laughs> no, I heard they be having some good food. Yes, at they do. <laughs> so listen, if, if this is what you so needed good. to hear. And a lot of it has is the people. It yeah. really, the people is what really makes the difference. Like, you know, the facility, it, it takes people. Like, even when COVID broke out was when I went to the um, psych ward and they, did test on me because I had a minor psychosis. Mm -hmm. And so that's basically when you are very, like, not in tune with reality. Your mind is, like, flight or fight mode, basically. Uh And so I went to, my mom took me um, 
to Strawberry Hill and that's when they took care of me. But prior to that, I went to Advent Health and Advent Health treated me like garbage. Really? Oh my God. Like, and mind you, I'm not even like, and I say this with the lightest of like, yeah, just take it with a grain of rice. I am not the darkest woman on the planet. Mm -hmm. And, and I know there's darker women out there than me. And then this is why it hurts me it's because i was treated like i was just another woman of color oh. and and like i can't even imagine to my babes yeah. that are like darker than me right. or that are just like they can't get away like at yeah. least for me you can tell that i'm mixed with something right. you know right? right like but there's some women that can't and i yeah. can't even imagine like going in, into a facility and not being like given food at the time that you're supposed to get food yeah. um being looked at like you're crazy especially when you go in there to get help like there there are places that are like that that's why i wholeheartedly recommend ku like KU is the place if you really want to get yeah, help. They will take care of you, and they love what they do. It's a good it's a good environment. Yeah. It's a good job. I've always gone to KU for any of my, yeah. even physical checkups. Like, yeah. So to know that they're mental, they are, like, keeping it. It's oh, not. Yeah, yeah. They take care of the people. Like, Advent Help just looked like they were there for the money. You know, yeah. there's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, listen, I am so glad that you came on the podcast. I'm glad that you shared a lot of things that maybe, you know, you possibly at first didn't feel comfortable sharing, but you were like, if it helps someone, it helps someone yes. because it does take a lot, you know, and I don't think it's oversharing. I think you did a no. beautiful thing today by sharing everything you. that you've gone through your experiences because someone else is going to listen and they're yes. going to be like, you know what? Maybe I should get some help no, or you know what? Me. Maybe I should start my self-love journey. Maybe I should start my celibate journey yes. and find, you know, you're just such an empowering woman. And like oh. I said, that's why I wanted you. You're a beautiful Stop. soul. Dude, you bring so much energy. Girl, I'm about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you and I can't wait I to have you, you back on the podcast. It'd yes. be great to catch up. Oh my gosh. Um, but before we end it, is there anything you want to say? Anything, you know, the mic is all yours, girl. Aww. Give yourself the shout out. Tell people where you work. Tell them how the deal's going yes, you know? do you think? for one i want to just thank jennifer for having me here <laughs> like she did not i literally was telling my girlfriends i'm like bro when she slid into my dms and asked me i was like are you sure you contacted the right jenny <laughs> like there's a lot of jennies out here <laughs> are you sure it's me you want to talk to so i am so grateful for you i yeah. mean and if it's anybody you helped me grow through this past year with your podcast Aww. like seriously you got me out of a tough ass breakup Aww. and i definitely wanted to acknowledge that like I, yeah you just power, empower women and continue doing what you're doing like you have no idea oh, you might think that you're not doing shit but you're doing a lot oh, <laughs> I love you. yes oh you're doing you're doing amazing thank and you, thank you. you guys can um follow me on instagram or tiktok jenny from the lot um i'm still name. jenny from the lot <laughs> Dude, I freaking love that name. <laughs> now, when she told me before we started recording, I was like, oh, my God. Yes. It just fucking works. Like, yeah. <laughs> so if you're looking for a Chevy, a pickup truck, a Toyota, she whatever, got I got you. Come look, come over at Hendrick Toyota Miriam in Kansas. We got deals going on all month. So, yeah, just holler at me. My number is 913 789 
404-473-4473. That's where you can call me. Let me know what you're looking for. Um, and follow my art page if you're into arts and stuff like that. It is The Venus by Jenny. Um, yeah, follow me. And thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, no problem. I will put all this stuff in the description box below. Description box so you guys won't miss it. And yeah, I'll also put hotlines since we mentioned and talked about that. I'm going to put like suicide, mental health, yes. um, domestic violence abuse Please. because that's a big thing Absolutely. too. All of those, reach out to those. If you need help, go fucking get it. Okay. We love you guys. Love and I'll you see guys. You, or talk to you guys later. Oh, bye. bye. <laughs>